Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome. It is uh, Tuesday, 1 November. In the year of our Lord, 2022, it's one week away from the most important midterm election since 1862 in the early years of the Civil War that changed the direction of the Civil War and changed the direction of our nation, uh, actually saved the nation. Uh, and this one is also going to save the nation. And so we bring you throughout the, the four hours today, um, polling, players, issues, all of it about how to get the vote out what polling looks like, and then how you secure the votes. So we're going to be doing all of that. And we're also spending a lot of time in Brazil because obviously of um, major consequence, not just to the populist nationalist movement throughout the world, but to the United States of America and, of course, the citizens of Brazil. Uh, Jim Antle from the Washington Examiner. By the way, so the battlefield's expanding and things we never thought we'd be talking about, uh, places like Oregon, places like the Senate race in Washington. We always said, hey, the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas, all of that, that's all in play and we're going to win there. That's all coming together. But I think the biggest surprise in this midterm election is ha what's happening in the state of New York and over at the Washington Examiner. Jim Antle's got an amazing piece as blue walls fall. Jim, walk our audience through. How is this? How are we talking about uh, Lee Zeldin, a great congressman, now virtually in a dead heat for the governorship. You got Letitia James is on the ropes, attorney general, but you got, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe 15 House seats that are in play. How did this happen and where do we stand, sir? I mean, it's a combination of democratic hubris and just the national climate and just the issues that are in play in this election. So the Democrats thought, based on the 2020 census, that they could just redraw the congressional map in New York wipe out the Republican districts, really reduce them to maybe as few as three or four House seats in New York, and that that would give them a little bit of a leg up nationally as they tried to preserve what's a pretty small majority in the House already. But the courts thought otherwise throughout that map, didn't gerrymander it on the behalf of the Republicans by any stretch of the imagination, but did force some of these House Democrats into primaries with each other. And then from there, just the crime issue, just Joe Biden's low approval ratings, just the overall climate of the country has caused this to spiral out of control. So there are some Republicans already in the House from New York, Tom Reed and Elise Stefanik, who think you could be looking at nine, 10 Republican-held House seats in New York after they were trying to cut them back down to the two, three, or four. And the governor's race... Hold on, 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 hey, Jim, Jim, hang on, before we go to governance, i got to go sure. back to that. You're saying sure. Stefanik and some pretty savvy people from New York State actually think we could take the majority just in <laughs> New York State by taking at house seats in New York State. Did you ever Stefanik think in a million believe, years we, we'd be absolutely. a week before, we'd be a week before 
the midterm and we'd be talking about, hey, the rest of the country would be the upside that you could actually take back the majority just by winning potentially nine or 10 seats in New York in a million years. Did you ever think that? Absolutely not. And Elise Stefanik does think that you could, the Republicans could win the majority just by New York alone. And even if that doesn't happen, Democrats have had to spend time and money in New York that they never really planned to, that they really need to be spending in other places. Talk to us about the state races. Uh, this is another just absolutely stunning development with, uh, with Lee Zeldin and, and Henry. What, what's going on in the state races? I mean, Lee Zeldin has really focused very heavily on crime. And crime in New York City in particular has gotten totally out of control. And the Democrats don't seem to be able to manage it. So this was a race that didn't even look like it was particularly competitive a month and a month and a half ago. I mean, obviously, Zeldin was going to do okay outside the city, but the city vote was going to overwhelm him. And now it looks like he's got a real shot. And part of it is just because he's taken an issue that Democrats and the media don't want to talk about and don't want to acknowledge as a legitimate problem that a lot of voters actually care about. Similar to what what happened to schools in the Virginia governor's race last year. And he's, he's just really pounded it home. And it, it's it's become a competitive race in the final stretch of the campaign. Uh, Jim, let me ask you: If you on election night, a week from now, when the coverage starts, what are the what are the one or two house races you would say we should focus on? That would be a bellwether of whether the state is actually going to flip and it would roll it over even into the governor's races. What, what are the ones that you're watching the most closely? Sure. Well, I mean, there are some pickup opportunities that they have in the third district and the fourth district. And there's also a a race that's really heavily focused on crime in the 18th district where LaRon Singletary is the Republican candidate. And that was a a heavily Joe Biden district. And Democrats are really worried about that now. And they're pouring money into it. Stefanik and some others think they've got a real chance to flip it. If you're starting to flip seats like that, they're in 18 real trouble. Is eight, 18 is Rochester, correct? And this is, and Singletary That's, is, uh, I think, the former police chief or so. He's a, he's a, he, and this right. is a, he's really a former a dog police fight. chief. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's, be, it's his background as a police chief and running on the law and order issue, running on crime and public safety, that has really made a race of it. And that's essentially what's happened in the governor's campaign, too. Jim, uh, you, over at the Examiner, you guys are doing a great job. What's your social media? How do they get to the paper overall, and how do they get to your website? Because I read you uh, every day. How do people get to you? Sure. You can reach us at WashingtonExaminer.com. We're at DC Examiner on Twitter. I'm at Jim Antle on Twitter. Uh, Jim, thank you very much. Great analysis. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Um. So we're juggling here. I'm going to make some, uh, I'm going to call a couple of audibles. I want to bring in Christine Caramo right now. Uh, there's a huge article. And if Denver could do me a favor and put this up, it's a Politico story this morning, lead story in Politico had Jim Marchant's lovely visage. And we're trying to get Jim here later, but it was talking about not just Jim. It was talking about the coalition and it was a full meltdown of, uh, really about th- three, particularly Marchant, um, uh, Fincham, but particularly Christine Caramo. Uh, so, Christine, uh, you join us. Uh, tell us, give us an update on the race. And there's another, I think, report out. You're a national security, th- you're a national security threat. 
ma'am, why do they why do they come after you so hard? Are you are you a national security threat to the security of the United States of America and her citizens, ma'am? The only thing I'm a threat of is the, the only thing that I'm a threat to is the corrupt criminal cartel running our state and nation. The American people are waking up. They're seeing exactly what's going on. That we have a bunch of criminals running our state and nation. That they've been rigging elections for decades. We currently have a lawsuit against the city of Detroit for utilizing a machine illegal for use in our elections, $750,000 machine that was privately funded, partially funded by Mark Zuckerberg. This machine prints stuff and sends out absentee ballots. It's additionally connected to the voter registration database and is doing signature verification. So these people, as you mentioned, are having a complete meltdown because we're exposing their corruption. And we're going to be unifying our country and our state like never before behind candidates who are America first, who simply just want to do the right thing by their fellow citizenry. And these folks are terrified about that. Uh, tell us how, just get us up to date on the campaign itself and how you get volunteers. Because the, the talking about issues is kind of, it's all now about both sides are very focused in the last week about turning out their vote. Mm -hmm. How are you going to, we understand you're an existential threat for, for many reasons, an African-American woman, uh, you're a, you, 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 you uh, are upfront about the live Christianity of your life. You're absolutely adamant about uh, the fairness and trans, uh, transparency of voting, which puts the criminal cartel out of business. So you are, even considering Marchant and, and Fincham, you are the existential threat, right? So how do people, what the audience wants to know is, what do we need to do to make sure we have Karamo's back? <clears throat> and in the last seven days, we make sure she gets over the top here because your race and Tudor Dixon's and these department, the, the Michigan, the people up there are too good to be controlled by. I think the most radical regime in, of any state in the nation i mean uh, whitmer oh. and the and the they they are beyond the attorney it was it the attorney general wants a, a drag queen in every school she brags about it she's on tape saying she wants a drag queen in every school so how do what do we need to do to support you and your campaign ma'am well one with the obvious is financial support we still can purchase commercials that's huge in getting our message out because at the end of the day it's going to be the independence and soft Democrats really push us over the edge, and we need to make sure that we turn out their conservative vote. So any of your friends and family members who are not registered to vote, ensure they are registered to vote and that they actually are voting. We need to have massive numbers of people voting. That's going to be critical. Also, we need people to be poll challengers. Please become a poll challenger, not to be an adversarial force, as my opponent falsely claims. The poll challenger's job is to ensure that election laws are being followed, put out a yard sign. Please, you can connect with your local GOP office to get a yard sign, or you can check on our website, connect with a member of our team. We just really need to get my name out there. And also, something easily anybody can do. There's not phone calls. You don't have to knock doors. You can sit right on your couch and text 10 to 15 friends of yours who are Democrats or independents and send them information about me. Send them our Dirty Deeds video so they can see exactly what my opponent is up to. Because if we just talk to our bubble, we're not going to win. We're not. I mean, kind of, Steve, to your point, there are millions and millions of dollars from out of state being just literally dumped into Michigan to the point Michiganders are going to lose control of our state if we allow these people to win because they're totally controlled by outside forces. So if we want Michigan to maintain control of Michigan, people are going to have to push out to those spaces with their independent and soft Democrat friends and share my information. That way they can know why they need to vote Christina Caramo for Michigan Secretary of State. 
Christina, the Be a Pole Challenger, where do they go right now? Can they get trained up and up? But where do they go to your site? Tell us, tell, because I know the audience is going to, knowing the War Room Posse, they may like that billet. So how do they get there? <laughs> Please go to our website, inquire on our website, how to be a pole challenger. We will connect you with the necessary parties because to be a pole challenger, you have to be credentialed. So you either can be credentialed through the Michigan Republican Party, or you can be credentialed through one of the numerous nonprofit organizations that we are connected with who can then uh, credential you so you can be a poll challenger. You also will receive training, so you will not walk into the situation blind because it's important that we follow the law. Uh, we want, as just as a Christian, we want to be lawful and just orderly, but also any mistake we make on our side, they will justify it to suppress all the uh, oversight of the election. So it's going to be really critical that we follow the law and get you properly trained. So please uh, contact us on our website, and you'll get, we'll get you all squared away to be trained and credentialed as a poll challenger. We can't credential you, but we'll connect you with credentialing bodies. Miss Karamo, fight on, ma'am. You're a patriot and a hero. God bless. So are you, Steve. Thank you for all you're doing. No, thank you. Uh, we have Jim Marchant. We're gonna. Go, by the way, we're juggling a lot. We got a lot of people to get in and out of here. A lot of uh, we got to get the word out. Jim Marchant. Marchant, you got a Politico lead story. Got your lovely visage. It's not just you that they're worried about. Although the, your opponent in in Nevada is saying. Uh, how much you're overwhelming him and how much you lead. <laughs> they're, 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 they're also concerned about the, the coalition. Tell us to me about the coalition. Fincham, Karamo, you, but others. Tell us about the coalition. Yeah, the coalition was set up to counter and reverse what uh, George Soros and Harry Reid did back in 2004. And uh, that's what we're doing. We started it last year. May 1st was our inaugural meeting. And uh, we've had a, a lot of success. We've created a lot of momentum and we've got some great candidates that are part of our coalition. And if we get elected, uh, they, they know exactly what's in for them, the, you know, their, their power. They're going to be out of power. And that's exactly what they know. And that's why they are so afraid of what we're doing. And, you know, my opponent knows that. And, you know, every opponent, uh, the, the Democratic Party knows that. George Soros knows that. That's why they're dumping in all the money that, uh, that they have, not only in my race, but Fincham in Arizona, Christina in uh, Michigan, uh, everywhere we have a candidate uh, with our coalition. They're just uh, dumping a massive amount of money no. because they know that they can't win if we're successful. The game's over. They actually kind yep. of implied in the article. I mean, they actually, the Democrats are kind of saying that. That's where they're out to the donors saying, if these madmen win, the game's up. Marshawn, yep. hang on for a second. We got uh, Caroline Wren. We got Jane Zirkel. We got Joe Allen. We have the great Natalie Winters. All of it next. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we're in the war room. Uh, Jim Marchant, uh, Politico today, and it's a it's a really good story. Want everybody to read it. Want uh, moan everybody to get it out everywhere in the chat room uh, because it's actually it gets to the heart of it. They understand that the uh, that their days are numbered, and they realize they're numbered because secretaries of state that source focused on decades ago is now our focus, and we've got a team, and and brother Marchant. Uh, is uh, he's got enough battle scars on him because it's it's not just the Democrats been after him. The Republican establishment was the ones that really tried to tear him apart. And you think, hey, wouldn't these guys just want fair and free elections? Not so fast, baby. So, Marchant, uh, this is the amazing thing. It's not just a coalition. About you personally in Nevada, your opponent, who's raised $2.5 million, which is only the most, I think, in the history of Secretary of State's cumulative, is whining about he doesn't have enough resources on Marchand, <laughs> and I'm running way behind. Marchand got no money at all. They go, yeah. they don't even talk about the 7 or $10 million that Soros and these other groups have, have, have pounded on your head, right? But they're running spots in, in Nevada that Jim Marchand's mother's questioning should they vote for because they're so nasty and so personal. Are they not, uh. sir? Oh, they're terrible. They're just making stuff up out of the blue. Uh, Mother Jones did some sort of, um, you know, colonoscopy on me, and they came up with everything. I mean, they they went back and you know to when I was before I was born, and just uh, trying to bring out everything that uh, I've ever done in my life. And uh, so they're scared. It just shows that they know that we're over the target. And that, uh, that their, their days are numbered, like you said. And if we prevail, yeah, you're going to prevail. No, we know we're going to prevail, but here, here's why Nevada, even Michigan and Arizona, here's why Nevada is different than all the rest. Because in Nevada, the Re- Harry Reid machine per- with the unions perfected in Las Vegas, in Clark County. Yes. They are professionals. That's national football league versus division yes. two colleges i mean jim you know it and that's what they're so freaked out about they're here's what they're freaked out about they're freaked out about not just ability to have free and fair elections they're freaked out for wait for it when jim marchant's in there and starting to go through the files that hey hang on for a second you don't think there's going to be massive investigations and criminal charges baby it's all coming and they know it they're savvy enough to understand what this means so marchant go ahead brother it's the uniparty. They all know. It's not only the Democrats. The the Republicans out here know because they have been part of the Harry Reid machine. We've had the Republicans for Harry Reid out here, and they all. And it's the consultants. It's the consultants out here that are play that are uh, helping the Democrats with all of this stuff that uh, they're doing on TV. 
It's these consultants out here that are supposedly on the Republican side that are scared to death because the investigations are coming and they know it not only from me, but from our AG out here. If, if, if uh, when we get yeah. her in, oh, Lord, yeah. are they That's scared to death? Yeah. Marshawn, how do, how do people get to your uh, personal about Nevada and then how they get to the coalition? Yeah. And by the way, that's Seagal Chatta out here for you people in Nevada. Uh, you got to vote her in and, uh, and we're going to amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Jim Marchant.com J I M M A R C H A N T.com and, uh, SOS for America SOS, the number four America.com is our coalition and help us. And, uh, we're going to fix our country literally. Jim Marchant, patron and hero, thank you for changing the schedule up to join us in War Room. Great article in Politico. Yep. Thank you, Steve. I sure appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Okay, let's go to Arizona. Uh, Caroline Wren. Uh, Caroline's about as savvy as one can get, uh, in, given uh, the uh, uh, her, her youth and vitality. Caroline, there's another poll. I'm going to get to in a second. Phillips Academy, a poll out. Carrie Lake up 11. I don't want anybody to get complacent, but this is the second poll. Fox, the local Fox, had a poll up um a week ago i think had her up 11 and the blake masters is basically a point a, a point away in the libertarian just overnight but i want to go to i wanted the reason i wanted you to follow marchant the games are being played by the republican establishment that still plays footsies with the harry reed machine in nevada they understand because you're seeing now you know, Fox is loving up on Carrie Lake. Everybody's loving up on Carrie Lake because she's got she's got a lead, right? And it looks like she's going to win. But we got to make sure we ensure that. But there's games being played there by the consulting class, right? There, it, it, and I want to talk specifically about the state legislature. They want to make sure Carrie Lake, if and when she wins, can't implement her program. And how are they doing that, ma'am? Yeah, I mean, Carrie, no one better blew up the establishment. There's no better example of that than in Arizona. Um, you know, there were. Consulting firms and lobbyists have been around for two decades. You know, all the McCain team, the machine, they were all against Kerry. They were all against this whole ticket. And she truly blew up everything they know but know in politics. Kerry didn't really run television ads. She had $30 million spent against her in the primary. And they, you know, we didn't do the traditional polling and tons of general consultants and things. She had a movement behind her. And the people want to follow movements. They don't want to follow these ridiculous consultants and these ridiculous, you know, but you have to do mail and TV that just goes to pay out people who don't live in the state. And Carrie blew up that system. And we have the best, I think, ticket in the country. It's, I mean, Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, Abe Hominy for AG, Mark Fincham. It is really, they all get along. We all campaign together. Um, and so that's been so fun. And then in Nevada, it's the same thing. It, it, you know, Nevada had the same cabal of, of consultants and you had people like Seagal and all just blow up the system. And it is so much fun to watch that right now. And they're all, you know, the, the establishment all said, well, they won't win general elections. She'll lose. Carrie's now been up 11 and two consecutive polls. And it just goes to show it's, it's a message that other candidates can learn. Don't listen to these people, listen to your gut and just speak the truth to power and you'll win authenticity here's what it is authenticity be yourself but you got to believe this because people can sniff out phonies and be a fighter don't back down an inch if you combine those two that's modern politics i've been saying that for years that's what donald trump was uh what should people look at in arizona speaking to the patriots out there because they're the railhead of maga right now what should they worry about what should the people focus on and the on the state right we get she's got to get majorities in the house and the senate we can't have any games being played so what needs to be done there 
So the donor class in Arizona, that's always been against Kerry. Some are all part of these Republican for Katie Hobbs coalitions. They realize they can't stop Kerry. So now they're starting to fund against some key state Senate and House races because they want to make sure Kerry Lake does not have a majority in the state Senate or state House to be able to enact the policies that she wants to do. And it's, it's really disgusting. You, you see this happen with these consult, so-called Republicans. So what, what Carrie, Carrie is so good about lifting up the entire ticket. Everywhere we go, we invite everyone down ballot, Republicans to come and campaign with us. And so right now it is a turnout game. About half the state has already voted. We expect around 70% of the state to vote prior to election day. And then we have to have to just storm the polls on election day. It is going to be so important to run up the vote totals. It is so important for these down ballot races. You know, I'm, I'm worried about Mark Fincham. He has to, they've spent $15 million against Mark Fincham. 15, I mean, that is so much money. It is terrifying. And Mark is a wonderful person and a wonderful candidate. And we, we got to get him over the finish line. In Arizona, you know, but Steve, you and I have talked about this. If something were to happen to the governor, the secretary of state becomes the governor. Carrie Lake yeah. is challenging the cartels every single day. And if they get Adrian Fontes as Mark Fincham's opponent, Adrian was the cartel's attorney. In fact, he represented the gun runners in, in Fast and Furious. If he gets into the Secretary of State race, it, it, I, I shudder to think of what could happen to Kerry. I, I really do. So people no, in Arizona no. have got to get very serious to make sure not, you know, you can see we're, we're, we're pulling huge. People are excited about Kerry, but she, we have got to get everyone down ballot give, over over the finish line. Give, give me the math. I need every, because I know there's a lot of patriots out there going to vote on game day. You got to make your own personal decision. There's arguments on right. both sides. We try to stay neutral in war room and let you yes. hear both sides. But for the 30% that come out, Kerry, yeah. we need to have 80% Kerry Lake voters. My point is we got to run up the score yes. on game day, correct? Yes. And today, if you want to mail your ballot in today, I would say would be the last day to do that, because otherwise you start getting a place where it won't arrive in time. And I would actually do it through USPS. I don't like people using these drop boxes. It's for funny business. House. So if you want to mail it, get it in now. And then on election day, don't go walk your ballot in because they will not count it. It's this is what's frustrating. We have a very broken system here in Arizona, but it'll be counted the next day. So go vote actually in person if you're going to go vote on election day. Go in and please, please, please find five friends to bring with you. you you'd be amazed. I mean, so I'm still meeting people in Arizona who are like, "Oh my gosh, I love Kerry Lake" or "I love Blake Masters." I say, "Have you? Are you? What's your plan to vote?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out." make a plan to vote. We have to overwhelm the system. And, you know, the, the only fear that keeps me up at night, we are running against the Secretary of State, who is incompetent. The Arizona Supreme Court has literally called Katie Hobbs incompetent. In our primary, they ran out of ballots in Pinal County. That's one of our largest counties after oh, an hour. So what keeps me up at night is that they run out games. of ballots. They're going to play games like that all day long. There's no doubt. Yeah. Real quickly, is Hobbs even, is she's kind of like, um, Fetterman, is she even doing events? Is she actually running a robust campaign? You can't find her, can you? No, you can find her if you visit a Planned Parenthood. That's she. She every campaign stop I do, she's running entirely on abortion and just goes from Planned Parenthood stop to Planned Parenthood stop. She won't debate Carrie Lake. She won't actually. She won't take questions from reporters. She is. She's a twice convicted racist. Is another important thing to remember. It's a little ironic considering Obama is coming here on Wednesday. I, I wonder if he knows that. But two juries of her peers have unanimously convicted her of racism. And I, if I were her, though, I would also hide in my basement. She has absolutely nothing to run on. She really uh, right. what what poll is she going to run on? Open borders and ab abortion up until nine months and after. I mean, it is just atrocious what this Radical. woman stands for. And so of course she's running and hiding. But we you know we we have to overwhelm. Kay. Kay. 
Arizona. Caroline, what is your social media so people can follow you, get updates on what's happening in Arizona? Yep. It's at Caroline Wren. Pretty simple. Straightforward. Yeah. We like that. Very easy. Caroline Wren, thank you for the field report from the railhead of MAGA. That would be Arizona. And the t- what a magnificent ticket out there. But Fincham and Blake, got to get them across. Libertarian Absolutely. punched out today. Endorse Blake Masters. Big news. Thank you, Caroline. Thanks. Joe Allen, Jane Zirkel, Natalie Winters. We are absolutely jammed, but we're going to get it all done. Next in the world. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in the great state of Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, And guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know Trump and Osbo's calling to pardon all of the insurrectionists. Oh, come on! Police officers died there. Trying to over overrule. I, I can't. I can only listen. He's gotten to be like Mika to me. I can't only listen to the cyborg. A couple of times. Look, the, the the stroke was no fault of his. You can talk about his health and all that, but that's it is what it is. He had a stroke, can't help that. But the issue is he's just not uh, prepared uh, to be governor because it's a cyborg. It's a man-machine merger, and it's unacceptable. Um, and the mainstream media is now lighting us up with that. We don't care. Fetterman's going to be defeated. Joe, we sent you actually out to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. To, I wanted you to go to every event because I wanted to track this closely. Because the first time it's ever happened in history, and you're 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 actually going to Oz events now because Fetterman is not. Am I correct? Fetterman is not campaigning, sir. That seems to be the case, Steve. Uh, this last rally that I went through over the weekend, it wasn't announced until the day before. So it's possible that they're hesitant to actually announce these events on the offhand chance that Fetterman won't make it. So I may be at more Fetterman events. If they do come up, but as of right but the, now, but this this event this event had one hundred fifty. The Fetterman the Fetterman thing had one hundred fifty or two hundred kids at it, right? I mean, it was not. It's not like yeah, it's if, not if a that. Trump. It's, if that, okay, fine. 
and you're on top of it. Let's play. I want to play Ben Collins. He's the digital guy. He's got the big long face about how terrible it is out in the in the Pelosi situation. So he's pontificating on Twitter about Twitter and Elon Musk. Let me play him about transhumanism. Let's play it. And so a brief, uh, but a confirming press conference, because we now know that the suspect who is in custody is 42-year-old David DePepe. Motive is still being determined, but Ben, I know that you have been looking into this. I know that you have been online already looking at, for his digital footprint. What do we know about him? Yeah, I mean, he's already posted lots of uh, conspiracy theories about transhumanism and global warming and uh, COVID-19 and all this stuff online on a blog. Uh, transhumanism is the belief that there are like aliens running the country and that they're trying to get us to inject ourselves with with COVID-19 shots, vaccines that are really computers. It's like a very confusing, complicated thing. Um, but uh, okay, he is stop, an OG. stop. That's just a bald, that's just a bald face lie. This guy gets up there. That's a bald face lie, brother. That's a bald face. And that's how they're trying to spin it on MSNBC. We've had uh, Joe Allen on here for two years. This is the most sophisticated thing. It's quantum computing. It's advanced chip design. Uh, it's CRISPR. These are very advanced, sophisticated technologies. And for him to sit there and, and, and get, throw out some of that wingnut stuff is absolutely outrageous. And this is why our head of transhumanism is on the cyborg's campaign, the cyborg that's going to lose. Joe Allen. Yeah, the guy is just exposing his own ignorance. I mean, it's not that there aren't brains of transhumanism that talk about aliens. Uh, and, uh, you know, I get hammered constantly at Gitter with the Vaxbot conspiracy. So um, that exists, but it's, it's, a, it's a very marginal element in the transhumanist movement. And I think that people like him are just not only, they're not only trying to dismiss the concept that technology is dangerous and is having a profound transformative effect on human society and human psychology. Uh, but I think he's also just really grasping at straws for any way to make uh, De Pepe look more crazy and unhinged and associate him with the right. But no, no, so, no, but um, hold on, hang yeah, on, no, it, hold, hold on. But they're also, yeah. hang on, he's looking downrange. These guys are smart. Come on, they're cunning. They also don't want anybody, us criticizing the executive order, that made a whole-of-government approach. Yeah, we haven't forgotten about that. We're going to get in all of that after November 8th. That executive order that Biden signed to put whole-of-government back a transhumanist. It's not a moonshot for cancer. It's a transhumanist, expedite transhumanism. This is what Collins is trying to put out there. Oh, it's all wing-nutty stuff. No, sir. It's at the center of the scientific endeavor and in, in the medical uh, security uh, apparatus complex that's, quite frankly, driving a big part of our domestic agenda. Joe, how do people follow you? I want everybody on Joe Allen. He's in Pennsylvania following this campaign. Uh, he's going to be going to odd stops because Fetterman's not even campaigning, sir. How do they follow you? Yeah, you can find me at Gitter and Twitter at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. And also, also, I have a piece up at Chronicles, the Unabomber hate hoax. It actually ties right into the Pelosi attack, uh, tangentially anyway. It's quite interesting. Uh, it was published about a week and a half ago. So check out Let's get that up. Unabomber yeah. hate Let's push that out. That's Pedro Gonzalez and the fabulous team over Chronicles. Love that magazine. Thanks, Joe. Uh, let's go to Jane Zirkel. Jane, some, uh, a tweet out about Texas. Get us up to date. Is the youth vote coming out to save the Democratic Party, ma'am? This is what MSNBC is telling me nonstop. It's going to be the youth vote that hate Trump, hate MAGA, hate the insurrectionists, hate the domestic terrorists, that the youth vote... The the idealistic youth of America is coming out to save the Democrats. Is that happening, Jane Zirkel? 
Well, huge news in Texas regarding early voter turnout. In Republican counties, voter turnout is up 17.6%, and in Democrat counties, it is down 15.8%. Now, regarding the youth vote, that is only made up 7% of the electorate in Texas. And now that's a trend we've seen throughout the country regarding swing states. Politico reported last week in North Carolina that voters under 30 only accounted for 5.4% of the total early vote there. And this weekend, a CNN analyst predicted that in the 2020 midterm elections, the youth vote will only account for 10% of the total electorate. And now this is in huge contrast from the 2020 election, where it accounted for 17%. So young people are not engaging with the Democrat Party. They strongly disapprove of the Joe, of the job that Joe Biden has done as president. They strongly disapprove of his handling of the economy. And we're seeing that at the polls. They're not showing up. The Democrats, like MSNBC, is trying to report. They're trying to cling on to this narrative that young people only care about climate change and gun control. That simply isn't the case. The economy and inflation have taken precedence over these left-wing issues. Jane, one more time. Give me te- that's music to my ear about Texas. Give me, give me Texas one more time, man. What this tweet said this morning. In Republican counties, voter turnout is up seventeen point six percent, and in Democrat counties, it is down fifteen point eight percent. Jane Zirkel, how do people follow you on? Um, how do people follow you on social media, ma'am? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Getter, and YouTube at Jane Zirkel. Jane, thank you so much. Uh, Jane's one of the savage angels doing all these live getters. We'll be putting up the announcement where they're going to be tonight and throughout uh, the run-up to uh, November 8th. Thank you, Jane. Okay, to make sure you understand that we have not forgotten about what we're trying to do here as far as we've got to win, but people are already planning about what's happening. I want to bring in Natalie Winters. Natalie, uh, it's pretty unique to have, uh, the, first off, to have the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee announce a joint press conference on the first day back in the lame duck session, no, Monday, November 14th, Comer and, uh, and Jordan up there saying that they're having a press conference specifically about the investigations on Hunter Biden. Uh, and also, Daryl Issa, who used to be chairman of uh, Oversight the last time we had the majority and is a hammer about investigations, he's saying, hey, one of the things going forward, and this is either come out of the Joint Committee on uh, Select Committee on China or other uh, other app, other uh, committees, will be the in, the massive influence peddling and influence operation of the Chinese Communist Party through every aspect of American life. Give her give her audience a heads up. How big a deal is this as far as a tell goes? Well. I mean, I think it's one of the largest tells that we've ever seen in terms of an actual appetite on behalf of Republicans to go after the people within our society who need to be held accountable for the corruption that they've been peddling, specifically with the Chinese Communist Party. I think it's very funny the way that Politico reported it, because they said that these two congressmen would be delivering their opening statements Um, with regard to the Hunter Biden inquiry and investigation. And that's because Politico knows, just like everyone else does, that this is just the beginning of a very, very, very long process, you know, complete with investigations, trials, and likely prosecutions um, into people like Hunter Biden. But I think it's important to not miss the forest for the trees here in the sense that Hunter Biden really is just the symptom of a much larger and more systemic problem, which is what Representative Daryl Issa was speaking to when it comes to Chinese Communist Party corruption within Congress. And really, 
America writ large, it was Joe Biden while he was speaking um, in China at a Chinese Communist Party controlled university back in 2011 that he said we need to go beyond close ties between Washington and Beijing, go beyond it to include classrooms and laboratories, athletic fields and boardrooms. And I say every single one of those aspects of American society deserve a full complete and very, very comprehensive congressional investigation into how from top to bottom, everyone who is engaged in business with the Chinese Communist Party um, is not just doing business to make profits, but is working to help the Chinese Communist Party overtake the United States from within. And I think investigations will bear that out from publicly available data, right? The Foreign Agent Registration Acts. Um, we've been able to kind of discern and piece together the way that the Chinese Communist Party has bought a lot of influence in the United States. So I can only imagine um, with the power of the subpoena what we'll be able to uncover. I also want to go to the Atlantic, because there's, there's no coincidences, right? We're, we're not conspiracy guys, but no coincidence. The Atlantic at the same time has their lead piece is about, hey, and, and think about this going forward, we just ought to have a group hug and let's just have amnesty and maybe we don't need Natalie Winters and these other people coming off the, the chain and starting to do serious investigations. And it turns out you found some very interesting information about the woman who wrote that piece. Walk me through the Atlantic piece, ma'am, and why that is total and complete nonsense. There's not going to be any amnesty for anybody. No, not at all. I think that's the Democrats' best attempt um, to sort of ask for a mercy killing when it comes November 8th, but that's not going to happen. The investigations will occur because there is an appetite. You know, it's really bizarre, too. I was thinking last night, just imagine if, you know, a right-wing publication had published sort of the inverse of that article, right? Let's get offer amnesty to January 6th protesters. Let's offer amnesty to people who've questioned the 2020 election. There would be absolute outrage. But because the protected class of people epitomized by Anthony Fauci, right, the people that The Atlantic is, is trying to defend and protect, um, there's absolutely no outrage. And frankly, it's been embraced by the mainstream media. But I really think it's interesting, too. I mean, The Atlantic, as you've alluded to, really speaks on behalf of the permanent political class. It's sort of, I think, their more opinion-based paper of record, you know, in, in conjunction with the New York Times. But the Atlantic is also heavily sponsored by a bunch of companies. You know, Pfizer was one of the largest sponsors of their most recent um, Ideas Fest, which they have every year. And I think it's just sort of interesting that you see the Atlantic, which sort of speaks for a lot of these corporations, which know that Republicans do not have short memories and remember how they were punished for questioning the results of the election by these donors and these companies, um, that they want amnesty too, right? Everybody wants amnesty um, because they know there is a reckoning coming. Um, but I think in reality, reality, um, it's, it's sort of a failed attempt. Um, you know, the individual who wrote it, she's an economist um, up at Brown University. She's someone who's pushed vaccines on children and babies. Um, so it's sort of, I think, a, a very whitewashed way of these people asking um, just to, to be forgiven for what they've pushed on us. But remember, if we don't hold these people accountable, the evil people who have mandated vaccines and masks and lockdowns, if we do not hold them accountable, they will con continue to try to do all of this again, to use public health emergencies as a pretext to infringe upon our civil rights, our civil liberties. So it's all the more important that we put an end to this sort of just exploitation and weaponization um, of pandemics and of public health, climate change, you name the issue, whatever the issue of the day is to the left, um, that that does not give them carte blanche uh, to do whatever they want to us in our bodies. 
Our executive editor, Natalie Winter, is going to hold through the break. Uh, we're also going to talk about this DHS, this explosive, uh, what's happening in these federal courts. But she went to the heart of it and talked about uh, not just the deplatforming, but the debanking. All next in the war room. Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. And it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now prepare with bannon.com right now take action use your agency action 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 getter has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Look, you've got Getter's totally free. It's easy to use. I'm an idiot and moron about all this stuff, and I can use it. All that stuff you see up on my Getter feed is Stephen K. Bannon putting it up. So you can do it, and you can see uh, Grace Chung and, and, and Mo Bannon and Jane Zirkel, the, the Savage Angels, are putting stuff up all the time. We've got live uh, uh, chats going. We've got uh, live uh, we did this thing on Brazil the other day. The mainstream media's head still blowing up. We're going to do so much more of that. It gives us so much flexibility. Go join Getter today. Uh, Natalie Winters is our executive editor for a reason. She is one of the at the University of Chicago. She's an absolute hammer, and 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 it's always belt suspenders and another belt. She doesn't come in half cocked. This DHS story is so big and so important that the Intercept did. In fact, they were on Tucker last night. That the the writer of it. Uh, and Darren Beatty is going to join us back here at the, I think, at the 6 o'clock hour to go through details. But once again, Natalie, this DHS story brought up by, uh, I think, Schmidt, the Attorney General of Missouri, and, and Landry, the great AG in Louisiana, in this lawsuit, it, it, you, you're seeing DHS's involvement in, in, in how they try to control misinformation, really try to control thought. You see the big tech oligarchs, but you see the merger of this. You went once again and found the most important thing. J.P. Morgan chases in all the meetings. This is all about debanking. This is this is one of the scariest stories out there. Give me a minute or two on it, uh, Natalie, and why people should be all over this story. 
Sure, I think that's probably the most important buried lead of the story, which there are many. Um, but what's really interesting is that the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which was sort of leading the joint effort between the FBI and DHS in terms of censoring misinformation and disinformation, uh, whatever exactly they would define that as, um, in all of these meetings, which if you me read the meeting notes, you can see that the representatives there, including people who really took the lead on censoring the Hunter Biden story on Facebook. Um, these people are calling for media platforms that, quote, early educate the populace. They're also calling for media institutions to be held accountable, um, whatever exactly that means. But I think that what's really important is that in virtually all of these meetings, um, there were representatives, not just from obviously the federal government, also Twitter, um, but also J.P. Morgan Chase, as you said, um, which is the largest financial institution in the United States. And I think that this really speaks to the powers, not just of government, but really the, the powers within society and more precisely uh, the private and public sector and how they're weaponizing banking, um, the access to just basically live your life day to day, um, really as tools to crush and censor people who they deem um, as spreading misinformation. And I, I you know, a lot of my reporting is focused on the Chinese Communist Party, and I think there's a very strong parallel that can be drawn here um, in terms of the 100 Flowers campaign, where you saw the Chinese Communist Party sort of use people and use the, the posts or what they would say in terms of criticizing the regime. And then after a year, right, when it came to 1957, a year after Mao invited criticism, they sort of turned those words against these people to use it against them, to weaponize their own words, to sort of use these platforms, the semblance of free speech, um, as the way to know who they have to go after within society, who they need to actually use, whether it's powers of government or powers like banking institutions, to silence. I think you saw it with January 6th, but I think that these DHS leaks really show that these social media platforms are really just intelligence gathering operations. So the federal government and their partners, um, including financial institutions like J.P. Morgan, uh, know who to go after, know who the loudest critics are um, of the Biden regime. Uh, Natalie, how do people get to you on social media to follow you? Natalie G. Winters on Getter, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Ma'am, great work, as always, Natalie Winters. Um, it's All Saints Day in the Catholic tradition. Uh, it is also the Exorcist was voted on Halloween as the greatest uh, horror film in history. One of the reasons it resonates is because it talks about the deep spirituality in back of evil. Uh, this book, The Exorcism Files, we have Adam Bly on, that is the author. It is as scary as the movie. Adam, take a couple of minutes and tell people right now why they should get this book, because I've, I've read it now a time and a half. It is very scary because it talks about really satanic power, demonic power in the world, sir. Sure, Steve. So one of my big concerns and the reason for writing this book is our culture has not only stopped warning our youth about the things that are spiritually dangerous and the practices that we, we used to avoid for the most part in our culture, but we're now actually celebrating the things that are dangerous. We're promoting them in TV, in the movies, even in cartoons for kids. And it's gone beyond normalizing, it's actually encouraged. And from my perspective of being at exorcisms basically every week, some multiple a week for years and years, I've seen a real increase in the number of cases of young people 
uh, dabbling with the occult, playing around with black magic, playing around with witchcraft or Satanism, and they get burned and they get into trouble, which is what those cautionary stories in the book are about. And then they come for help and they all tell me the same thing when they get free of this stuff. They say, I now need to go warn everybody. I know this is real. I didn't think it was real, but now that I do, I'm going to tell everybody. And unfortunately, their voices are often not heard uh, because it is difficult, even in spite of the fact we have that intuitive sense that you just kind of alluded to. We have an intuitive gut level sense that evil is a real thing. Spiritual evil, it exists. It's not just a privation of good. We have that sense in us, but when somebody tries to speak on that, it, it can be difficult to hear it. Um, we're simultaneously want to acknowledge the spiritual. We have a need for that. We have that yearning for God for spiritual experiences. But on the other hand, we don't want to be accountable and we don't want to believe that there's consequences. So it's this very difficult position that a lot of people are in. And our culture right now, unfortunately, is opening the door to the demonic no. in terms of encouraging this stuff. Sophia Institute Press. I want everybody to go there. You got to get this book, and it's a warning. This plan around this being pushed by the, quite frankly, Disney and the mainstream culture is quite dangerous for our children. Get this book, The Exorcism of Files by Adam Bly. Sophia Institute Press. Adam, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Look forward to having you back on. Thank okay. you, Steve. Thanks, brother. Five o'clock to seven tonight, Eastern Daylight Time. Bang! It's going to be packed. Seven days. Seven days to the most important midterm election since 1862. We will continue at 5 p.m. today. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. 
it is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 